Previously on Adventure They Wrote. Upon getting Panana back to the office, the Waterdeep Detective Agency discovers that her curio shop has been robbed. Upon closer inspection, they discover that there was no forced entry, and the burglar seems to have been able to walk through walls to get into the safe. The missing item, the Omni's Dragon, a jewel-encrusted statue of immeasurable worth. Panana has hired the Waterdeep Detective Agency to find the statue and keep it out of the wrong hands. Dorn the Druid picks up a peculiar scent in the alleyway, giving the gumshoes their first real clue. They call it the City of Splendors, Crown of the North. And with the Waterdeep Detective Agency back on the case so soon after our last, uh, <laughs> adventure, this time we're taking things one step at a time. We're on the hunt for a statue of dubious origin, and our first lead is a perfumery. Rich people, they really know how to make things weird, don't they? <laughs> so yeah, they call it the City of Splendors. To everyone else, it's just water deep. Okay, so you all find yourselves outside of Panana's shop. Uh, it's still autumn in Waterdeep. The the uh, breeze is starting to get a little crisp. It's starting to get a little late in the season. Uh, and you all have a mystery to solve. So, uh, where is this day going to take you? Max is going to look at the Countess and say, uh, and Celine, and say, um, all right, so should we take Doran to a local perfumery? I, that's not really my specialty. <laughs> well, Doran, did you think it was a, a, an eau de toilette? Um, something, something more higher end? I, what do you suppose it would have been, and we could narrow it down for you? Um, uh, it's not fancy. Selena's gonna look at me like, uh, you got me. I uh, smells, you know, it's not really my thing. <laughs> Max is gonna slide just just behind her point of view, and and kind of like look at the countess and nod. <laughs> 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 she pats her flesh pouch. <laughs> he looks at her tail and is just like, <laughs> Well, I suppose while we're there, we could get something to cover that up as well. Um, yes, I, 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 know a, I know a place where we could go and start off. And if it's not that, then perhaps we can ask um, someone on the street for, for their recommendation for something lower. All right, let's um, let's head to the uh, uh, perfumery, to which I'm sure we will have some rich backstory on its history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. After last season, I sat down for like basically an entire evening and I wrote NPC backstories. I've got like little note cards sitting in front of me, so it doesn't matter if I have to make up a character on the spot. It doesn't matter. Like I just grab a note card and I'm like, that person invented crayons. <laughs> I can vouch for this. They were all over the table. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't peek, though, I promise. <laughs> so, Fletch, uh, where are we off to? You are off to a nice little spot in the North Ward. Um, one of a, a few very high-end perfumeries in Waterdeep. But this one is the only place that doesn't cater exclusively to kind of like the current trend and the current trend is very bright floral notes. 
uh, and the Countess, you would know that uh, because you've got your finger on the pulse of the water Davian aristocracy. So this is this place has like a little bit more diversity, a little bit more variety when it comes to the different odors that it, it carries. I think a perfumery would take offense to, to the word odor. <laughs> uh, so the Countess will, will sort of waltz into the shop and have her, I suppose, her entourage behind her and sort of um, wave over at a, at a clerk. The clerk behind the counter isn't the butler that you've seen in in every Waterdavian noble household, (laughs) but like definitely his brother. Uh, They are 100% related. And he is not thrilled at all to have a goblin, a tiefling, a gnome, and a countess. Like he sees the countess first and his eyes kind of light up. And then he sees the rest of the menagerie sort of come in behind her and his like his shoulders slump and his you know face just drops oh my dear we we require assistance here max will grab the like the the bottom edge of his waistcoat and kind of you know pull it taut and try to look as um northward as possible in his detective's getup you know, and green skin. <laughs> yeah. Selena's just going to start opening bottles and smelling them and making faces. <laughs> so the, the shopkeeper sort of blanches at all of this, like this overwhelming kind, like everyone else in the room is very sort of placid and like, you know, reserved. And then there's a lot happening on your side of the room. And so he just, he kind of like tenses up, but he, girds himself, steps over, and and he puts on his best customer service professional face, and he says, Yes, madam. The countess is going to, as he's coming over and she's reading what's going on here, she's going to message Max and say, Follow my lead. I think we shall have a bit of fun here. And she says to the clerk, Oh, how how lovely of you to uh, assist us so so." quickly and with such a such a smile on your face um i i should like to introduce you to um the duke maximilian the third and max will uh step up and do the the curt like head nod the quick you know down up head nod <laughs> and um will tug once again on the waistcoat and we'll look up and say yes i understand that your fragrances are um, to die for. Because <laughs> Max can't think of because Max can't think of a better way to say yes. Oh, this guy one hundred percent thinks you're trying to intimidate him right now. Yeah. <laughs> Max smiles with like the the giant grin full of pointed teeth. <laughs> he takes a step back. He likes unconsciously he is not able to control his body enough to prevent himself from taking a step back. (laughs) And then you see him consciously reboot and like put that customer service face back on. And he says, (laughs) he says, yes, the Duke. How wonderful. Good day, sir. Isn't it? 
we were, we just stumbled upon each other um, after after tea, and I was rather in the mood for for a new perfume, a new scent. And um, well, the Duke, he's been looking all over the place for for a particular scent that I absolutely knew this perfumery would be able to procure for him. It's the ears, you see. And Max will reach up and and just stroke his long pointed goblin ears, and will say, "You know, if I can if I can dab a little bit of fragrance on the back of my ears, it just it makes the day just that much better." The Countess is just smiling and staring <laughs> at the clerk. In addition to the clerk not having any idea what to do about this, I would like to think that Doran <laughs> and Celine are also just like wide eyed, like what are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Selene is staring at Max like, what is he, like, where did he come from and why is he talking like this? Doran's like, he's not a dude. <laughs> is he trying to copy the Countess? I'm not sure. Max has the one hand behind his back, like, trying to, like, signal them in some sort of way to play along. Well, the Countess, if she if she looks back, she's going to message them and just let them in on, on what's going on. <laughs> I don't really care for how this clerk was treating the lot of you, and, um, well, I think you should all play along. Oh, I, I get it. Celine will message back and be like, oh, okay, I, yeah. Max is going to turn and look at Celine and say, my attache here is is amazing with the, the things that she can do. And um, I feel like she needs something to make her smell just a little better. <laughs> <laughs> Celine will take like a grand bow like she would after a show. This guy looks like his consciousness is about to separate from his body. But not say anything, just a grand he bow. He looks like he's about to astrally project just to get away from this situation. <laughs> and he says... <laughs> he, he says... Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> What sort of scent would your attache prefer? And he gives Celine like the real, real once over like, <laughs> well, we're looking for a very specific fragrance. You know, I, I understand that we don't call them scents. We don't call them odors. We call them fragrances here in the business, don't we? Oh, Yes. <laughs> Are you new here? Damn. Have they not given you your orientation? That's some that's some heavy shade. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking about something smoky. You know, almost like you're on fire burning something. He just he like he he stares at you for several seconds. And then he sa- he just says, "We don't have that." Max will turn and uh, almost in a deferential way to the Countess and then we'll look at Doran and we'll say, um, may my valet um, uh, <laughs> take some take some samples from you. Doran will step forward. Mm, yes, it is official Duke business. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then <laughs> you will turn into the shittiest shaggiest, ugliest dog you can think of. 
<laughs> Celine is definitely not on board with this changing of accents. And the Countess still smiles over at, at the clerk just to look at, to see, to see his expression. So the clerk looks down at the dog and he looks kind of like at all of you. And then very carefully and deliberately, he takes his apron up over his head and unties it around the back and he scrunches it up and drops it down on the counter next to him. <laughs> and he looks over at, he looks over his shoulder at like the other clerks who are watching him and he just says, nope. And then he walks out the front door. <laughs> oh, I suppose it's self-service now, is it? Max will look at one of the other clerks that are in the room and, um, and then we'll we'll laugh and break character and be like, no, uh, no, really, can we, can we get some help, please? Uh, and somebody, somebody, go get that guy. I don't want him to lose his job because we're <laughs> like, oh, oh, it's all, it's oh man, it's all in good fun. Um, but yes, I am a duke and I have lots of money. <laughs> a young, like half elven woman, sort of kind of runs past you and out the door and along the way she's she's just kind of like don't worry about it it happens more than you think <laughs> oh, good. And that, but another uh, another guy steps up uh, he looks a lot like the other guy but not like maybe another brother and he says uh, <laughs> but he seems nicer he's cooler about it all sure and he says yes how can I be of assistance uh, we're we're looking for a specific, uh, specific fragrance. Um, my, my friend here is very good at, at pinpointing the exact thing we need. Um, do you mind if we take a few samples and have him smell them? He says, uh, of course not. Uh, happy to help. But if you provide me some, uh, notes, I might get you pointed in the right direction. I think the, um... Uh, the main note that we were uh, that we were given was uh, Birkenstock wood. He leans an elbow on the counter and he says, "Ah, yes, Birkenstock wood <laughs> takes me back to my childhood, running through the fields of Birken." <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. I hear it's beautiful. It was. It was until the blight came. Oh, Dorian will just bark at him. <laughs> No words. <laughs> he says, of course, of course. Yes. He leads you over to uh, like six bottles uh, that all have Birkenstock tree, uh, sort of like the silhouette of Birkenstock trees uh, on the labels. And he points to them and he says, there, there you have it. Max will take the little, the little pieces of paper that you dip into or you, or you, you know, like you, you place the fragrance on. No, Jason. It's Dungeons and Dragons, all right? They're little strips of parchment. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> Max will take the little pieces of parchment that you put the fragrance on and will dab just a dot onto each one and then we'll uh, kind of do the, the slow waft in front of Doran. <laughs> and wait for the nod. <laughs> The Countess will look very approvingly over at Max, not realizing that he... I I did not realize that you were so well-versed in fragrances and um, how to apply them. Goblins smell really bad. <laughs> <laughs> in general. So I bathe a lot more than my kin, and um, I may 
or may not have been to a similar style store. <laughs> Doran will sit and put his nose up poshly and accept the wafts. Yeah, so I, uh, Brad, you get all, you get through three of them before on the fourth one you, you hit it. Like, that's the one. That is what you smelled behind Panana's Curios. I'll just turn back right away and be like, that's it! That's the one! The Countess will call over the clerk again. Okay, so, uh, uh, yeah, you turn around to get the shopkeeper's attention, and he comes back so that he can help you. Uh, behind him, the other guy is very ashamedly putting his apron back on, and, like, he's heading into the back room, probably to restock or something. The Countess is going to message him and just say, Lesson learned, isn't it? He screams, The voices, they're back! <laughs> <laughs> She's going to address the, the clerk in front of her now, and... Uh, she will say, well, we've landed on, on the scent here. However, the Duke here is quite particular and we want to be reasonably assured that not everyone in Waterdeep is wearing this scent. <laughs> yeah, so he picks up the bottle and he inspects it. He, he lowers the spectacles down to the bottom of his nose and he holds it out and looks kind of back and down at it. Uh, and he says, oh, yes, a very interesting selection. I believe we only uh, currently sell this uh, uh, fragrance to uh, three uh, noble women. Noble women, you say? Um, um, <laughs> do I take up the affect again or not? <laughs> Max nods, uh, nods approvingly. It's like, mm, I think we could. I think that we could probably. Uh, probably make that work, don't you think, my countess? I suppose so, but I, I, well, between us, I, I would not want to be in the same place, wearing the same scent on accident, that it would be completely, oh, could you even imagine, she, she looks over at the clerk, we should probably attempt to assure ourselves that we won't be in the same circles. Would you be able to um, let us know who the, uh, who the other clients are for, for this particular fragrance and we shall ensure that we won't be mixing um, fragrances in, in the same place? Indeed, indeed. If I'm invited to the same events, I will, um, I will, I will find a separate scent. It's only right. He says, the, the shopkeeper says, yes, of course, of course. And he, he pulls out a little notebook and he, he writes down, you know, three names on it. And then he, he stops for a minute and he says, you know, it's interesting. The Lady Antelis was just in recently to restock. She said that she had lost her previous bottle. Oh, how interesting. How does one lose one's perfume bottle? Max would like to roll insight, please. <laughs> Just to see if uh, if if this is uh, on the up and up, or if the shopkeeper is um, trying to pull one over on us, red herring us. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, that is a ten on the dice, so a thirteen total. Yeah, he seems on the up and up to you. And to the countess, he responds, um, "Oh, you know these young noble ladies." Oh yes, they probably don't even have a tiefling among them. Celine will lean in and go, "Do you suppose that this fragrance you say would cover up?" Mm, oh, how do I put it? Um, 
excrement? Max tries real hard to stifle the chuckle. <laughs> Talia, he leans in like to you. Like he gets he gets real close to you uh-huh. and he goes, How much? <laughs> <laughs> Celine will very like stoically look back at him, like no expression on her face, and just say about four ounces. The Countess has moved on to other sense, <laughs> pretending that she's not heard any of this. So he takes he takes a deep breath in through his nose. Oh, we shouldn't have done that. Promptly passes out to a constitution saving throw. And like one tear brims at his eye, but he doesn't let it fall. And he says, I don't know metric. (laughs) And this is a perfumery solely dedicated to like perfumes and liquid, like essential oil style uh, liquid perfumes, correct? Or or does this have the addition of like hand soaps and that sort of thing? Is it like a water Davian lush? Not uh, not necessarily like a lush, but like you, you know how there are like there are specific stores for perfumes only, and then there are the ones that have like the, yeah, like with the lotions and the you know like the matching you know whatever. This has like some matching product. Its primary focus is perfumes, but there are like some hand lotions and other smelly crap. Got it. Max will attempt to look timid and ask our our broker and uh, how much for the smallest offering of this scent. He takes a step back from Celine and he turns to face you and he says. Uh, our smallest sample size can be procured for four gold dragons. The Countess will just swoop in and, uh, with a bottle of, uh, one of the latest fragrances, with the floral ones, and and hand it over to the clerk and say, uh, yes, this one, and, um, I shall pick up what, uh, what the Duke is, is, um, is getting. It's my treat. You're, you're not in the, in the city every, every autumn, are you? Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I, you... You do me a great honor, my countess friend. The bottle and the sample cat comes to 12 gold coins. All right. And they in turn hand you a sample size of the perfume and uh, a a little receipt. Once we uh, make our our withdrawal from the store and, you know, uh, with, with all the pleasantries that a newly duked goblin can give... I wanna, I wanna revisit the fact that one of these nobles had some perfume stolen. Yes. Because I wonder if that, like, how how can we approach that and say, hey, you noble person, uh, we understand that you had some of this stolen. Uh, do you mind if we take a look at where you might have kept it, um, without, you know, giving away the fact that. You know, uh, the store that she purchases it from freely gave it up. We just go in, investigation guns blazing with the cards. Yeah. We're an investigation agency, and she won't even think about it. Yes. (laughs) What if we don't use this information so forthright and instead try to find these nobles in their regular venues or, or wherever they might be, and then sort of slyly introduce ourselves in some other way? 
I mean, Celine is all about just like digging through drawers if she has to. So <laughs> we've had the Countess set us up with meetings with nobles before, and it was no problem. Yeah. Yes, that's true. And what was the uh, what was the name of the noble that had that, that found the perfume missing? I want to make sure I write this down. Antalus. Antalus. How do you spell that? A N T E L U S. Huh, I got it right on the first try. Oh, I spelled that way wrong. <laughs> Might it be timely for us to go check in with our City Watch connections to let them know sort of what we're up to and see if they have any leads? Yes, I suppose we should um, please ensure that Panana's name is out of this. Oh, absolutely. I, I want to make sure that uh, anyone who comes to the Waterdeep Detective Agency knows that they can trust us for complete discretion. <laughs> so you're headed to the uh, the guardhouse? Yes, I think that uh, a stop by the City Watch is timely. Uh, we have the information for the perfume and, uh, and a sample. And... Um, uh, enough regular perfume to cover up Celine's excrement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, as we're making our way to the to the city watch uh, uh, tower or whatever, the countess is just going to s- do that thing where you sort of spray it in front of in front of you and walk through it. Uh, but she's going to do that so that everybody walks <laughs> through. It. She's going to make sure that it's like low down where Max and Doran are. Celine is going to point to her pouch and be like, "Definitely get this this part." Doran will sneeze oh. loudly. Max is actually going to do the little the little dab behind the ear <laughs> on each on each goblin ear and, uh, on the wrist. Not not the wrist, just just no, the ear, the right? Ears. Like just you know, mm-hmm. subtle, subtle. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, because he 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 seems to actually enjoy the Birkenstock wood. Um, <laughs> so she'll, she'll, the Countess will just get Doran and Celine. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's head to let's head to see Croc. Yeah, so you travel along the the streets of Waterdeep. Life is is going on as usual here. There's nothing out of the ordinary uh, that you're seeing. Uh, and you get to the gatehouse, but the 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 guardhouse is jumping. There's a lot of activity going on inside. Guards are sort of rushing in and out, and um, everyone seems very hurried. I would uh, Max would like to uh, roll some sort of insight to see if he can uh, suss out what's happening before they go in, just so that he's not. Um, Max doesn't want to rush into something where it might where they might be an unwanted distraction. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll uh, insight. Uh, so that's a 19 on the dice, so 22 total. Okay. Yeah, so you hear, as you're as you're kind of making your way in, you hear a group of guards rushing out. You can't tell exactly what they're saying, but you make out um, a few words, and some of the words that jump out at you are pirates, and Deepwater Harbor. Okay. So as you enter the actual gatehouse itself, you see Croc at one end kind of giving a a large group of guards directions. And he's, you know, pointing at different areas on a map. And he, when he looks up, Max, he he catches eyes with you and he sees you. And uh, without stopping talking with the guards that he's talking to, he nods his head and kind of directs you over with one finger. Uh, Max will follow that direction and will head where he pointed. 
leading the group with him. So he he finishes giving the guards directions and he folds up a map. Uh, you can see that it is a map of the whole southern portion of Waterdeep. Uh, so the south ward, the docks, and uh, even across the harbor mm. uh, to the, the deep water isle, uh, which is all part of the harbor. And uh, he brings, he, he motions you over to join him at his desk. And he says, uh, he says, Max, I didn't expect to see you so soon. Yeah, we, uh, we were given a, a case relatively quickly and I wanted to just check in with you. And uh, it seems that there's a lot going on. Is there, is there anything we can do? Crocs, uh, almost, he almost laughs and he says, I uh, don't suppose asking you to keep your nose clean would do anything. Uh, would actually, uh, this time, um, probably. I mean, look at this—we smell great. <laughs> That's not, not how nose cleaning works. Uh. <laughs> he says. He says. He goes, Max. You smell like a bunch of flowers dyed in grain alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Max <laughs> chuckles and says, uh, actually, um, to be qu- uh, forthright and to get out of your hair quickly, um, we wanted to just kind of let you in on what we are up to next so that you are aware, so that you are not surprised by any of our shenanigans. And um, Max will relay that we are looking for the Omni's dragon, uh, we have been hired by an anonymous donor to try to find it, to keep it out of the wrong hands. That is what we're going to be up to. Uh, Max doesn't believe that this is going to bring us into any sort of contact with the City Watch. But uh, he, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do this on the up and up. And uh, I just want to, you know, keep you in the loop. He thinks about what you, he, he kind of processes everything. And, and while you were telling him, he's making some like little notes in a notebook on his table. He, he drops into his chair and he leans back and he stares up at the ceiling a little bit. And he says, uh, he says, no trace of the burglar that, that broke into the shop. Um, no, nothing that we can find right now. That's our, uh, that's our next, our next stop. Try to figure out where they where they went, where they came from. Uh, he looks at you, Max, thoughtfully, and he says, uh, "Tell you what, Murphy. <laughs> He's called me that in a long time. How about we go favor for favor on this? I got something I could use your help with. I might have a piece of information for you. What do you think? I don't think I can say no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you got? We've had some break ins." In the North Ward, and even the Castle District, that match this M.O. No trace. But every now and then, some sort of lingering scent. Interesting. <laughs> then he kind of he kind of wipes himself off. You know, like, <laughs> really, mm, a, a specific scent. Uh, oh man, I'm trying to I'm trying to think if Max would have put on like the scent that they are investigating or the scent that the Countess purchased. I think it was the the scent that the Countess purchased. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think that Max would have used the the investigation scent on himself. No, yeah. <laughs> that would ruin. Uh, that would ruin a lot for Doran. <laughs> I found him. <laughs> it was me the whole time. <laughs> All right. So similar mo scent. Uh, no trace in or out. Um, were these places in the North Ward, the Castle Ward, where they all warded by the same company? He thinks for a second. He says, uh, so he, he rifles through some files on his desk and he says, well, I'll be damned. They were at its home security. As Croc and Max are having this conversation, the Cantus would like to like sort of slide in next to Croc and peer down at his file to see if she can see anything else. <laughs> roll a uh, roll a stealth check. 19 plus 2, so a 21. Just imagine the Countess. She's just like towering over him. Just like... Towering over Max for sure, but Tortles are pretty tall. Yeah, but she's a half-elf. He is sitting. Yeah, wow, he does not see you coming. He's like... She's she's probably rifling through her handbag, uh, looking for a pastry yeah. um, as as cover, <laughs> and she's gonna hand that like place it very slowly on the desk next to him as she's looking over his documents. So you see um, on this map, and it is a map of the North Ward and the Castle District, a few little red circles um, that, uh, you know, all with like some little notes next to them. Uh, and one of the little red circles says house and tell us. Okay. Max will, will whip out his little, his little flip pad notebook and, and take as many notes as he can based on what, what they've got in front of them. And then we'll look at Croc and, and we'll say, so, uh, what what sort of information do you want us to, to provide to you? I'm I'm assuming that you're tr- you're trying to stop these burglaries. We're trying to figure out who stole this thing. I think that we're aligned here. Croc chuckles. He actually chuckles and he says, "I could care less about these burglaries. That's the weird thing. Strangest stuff gets stolen from these houses. Are these houses made out of stone?" I uh, he. Uh, he sits back and he, he says, uh, yeah, they're noble houses. They're uh, stone and marble. Interesting. All right. Uh, do you have a list of the things, the items that were stolen? He kind of rifles through some files again and he, he takes it and he holds on to it for a second because he knows he probably shouldn't be giving evidence to some like private detective. Uh, we're not going to keep we're not going to keep it. We're just going to transcribe it. Okay, yeah. So he hands it he hands it over to you. Um, and you you give it a quick read and you do see that it is very strange stuff. Uh, lots of things with very little monetary value mixed in with things of moderate or significant monetary value. But usually only like one or two things that are valuable and then the rest like, you know, fancy combs or you know, in one case, like a dress got stolen. In uh, the house Antalus, uh, you see that uh, the the perfume is listed underneath as well. Uh, which order were these houses robbed? Was the was the scent that uh, accompanied them? Did that start after the Antalus robbery? Uh, he says that the Antalus robbery was the most recent one, and that happened. 
uh, four nights ago. Interesting. But the, but the scent was recovered at every robbery. Uh, different scents. Different smells. Different scents. Different smells. Okay. So are, are the items, do they have a pattern? Like, you mentioned all personal effects. Was that just random chance? Or is there a pattern to the items that are stolen? Roll an insight check. Uh-oh. 22. Nice. Doran, all of these personal effects are things that uh, belonged to, like, the young noble women of this family. Or of the family that was robbed. The daughters or, um, you know, even, like, well-off maids, that kind of thing. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Hmm. But it was all personal effects, like combs and dresses and stuff that would be theirs? Okay. Yep. Uh, and, and, you know, in each house after... Croc lays out the, the rate in which all the houses got robbed, okay? Um, in the first two, it was primarily personal effects. There was no thing that was, like, super expensive. And then in the third house, uh, there was um, a sword missing that uh, was, um, it was like a bejeweled, fancy, you know, uh, it wasn't a fighting sword, it was a, a spectacle sword uh, that was worth a significant amount. And then after that point, there was always one item of uh, uh, value and then items of personal value. Interesting. Selena is going to lean in and ask if all of the items of value had a jewel or multiple jewels. Uh, Croc shuffles his papers again and he says, nope, uh, this house uh, was just a small gold statue. No jewels. Okay. Um, so Max is going to take his notebook and, and try to transcribe as much as he can uh, the items, the order, the, the addresses, the pl- places to go look so that we have as much information as we can keep with us without having to take any of Croc's files. And um, and then uh, he'll look at Croc and and he'll ask, "All right, um, any uh, any thoughts on where we should start?" He looks over at Celine, and then he looks back at you, and he says, uh, "I want to start with Bayron the Fixer." And Celine, you know this name, uh, Max. You might have heard it, but it was outside your circle. When you were, when you had a criminal past, a criminal background, but Celine, you've been in in uh, like bars and taverns and that sort of thing when Bayron has been there, uh, and this is the guy that you go to in Waterdeep if you need something lost or if you need something found. He's in the the reappropriation business. But he's not a thief himself. He's the he is the one that puts you in touch with the people that you need to be in touch with. Uh, where does Celine typically encounter him? Uh, North Ward taverns and inns. He's sort of like he's brushing the upper echelons of of organized crime in Waterdeep. Because he doesn't belong to a particular family, he's not he's not like the very top. Uh, but all the families will go to him if they if they need him for something. Well, Selena's going to look at Max and just basically recap all of that uh, and state, I think we should pay him a visit, but we might want to head back to the agency and figure out a good plan because this guy is 
really good at finding things, but he's also really good at making them disappear. Yeah, uh, good to know. Max will nod and he'll look out at both the Countess and Doran and be like, time for a new investigation mural. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Right. Now, what was the favor that you needed of us, Croc? Uh, Croc just kind of grins at Max and he says, uh, I'll send it over to the office later. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like presents? That sounds exciting. Hope it's meat pies. (laughs) (laughs) Max will look at the group and uh, and say, uh, all right, uh, do we have everything we need here? Is there anything else that the Countess could have got from from her perusal of the documents that Cock might have been holding back? Oh, actually, yes, there is one thing that you would have gotten. Uh, In, like, the upper right-hand corner of sort of, like, the file, right? Like, the the main file uh, is just written uh, whisper. She'll just nod over at Max then. Oh. Fletch, is there a lot of paperwork on Croc's desk? Like, say, if Celine sleight of hand grabbed a little bit of it? Would he notice? There is a lot of paperwork, but you probably wouldn't get anything of value because there's also like other cases. She'll leave it alone for now. <laughs> Max will lead the group out and um, and then do the do the uh, like walk away from the desk, but then turn back and like, oh wait, 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 one more thing, and we'll kind of come back over Columbo style and um, say. Uh, we heard one of your guards mentioning Deepwater Harbor. Um, that's the actual harbor and not the safe company, right? He looks at you like you're weird. He's like, yeah. Okay, just making just making sure. <laughs> uh, thanks, Croc. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, and thanks for your help. He nods, and he, he grins, and he says, no, no, no. Thank you. So you make your way back to the office, you, you know, kind of go through the streets of Waterdeep again. Uh, at the, by this point, the sun is starting to set. Evening is starting to set in a little bit. Certain parts of the, the South Ward are, are, like, actually kind of picking up a little bit as, you know, the taverns and inns, people start to flood into them. Uh, and as you near your office, uh, you see uh, three people waiting outside. Two uh, city guards, uh, one of them with a, a black eye, uh, looking very grumpy, and they are standing over a um, man that is sitting on the doorstep. His hands are shackled together. Next to him is, you know, like this this leather kind of doctor's bag. Uh, on his other side is a birdcage with a parrot in it. Uh, and the parrot uh, is, you know, looking around at you, at these new people approaching them. And uh, the the guard with the black eye sees you approach and um, hands you a, a, like a rolled up parchment, like a scroll. Uh, and he, you know, jerks his thumb at the, the guy seated on the steps. And he says, this is Croc's favor. And with the other guard, they take off. So it wasn't meat pies after all. (laughs) A new player joins the game. (laughs) We are excited for you to meet our new party member next episode. But until then... 
Thank you for listening. Hello again. I'm Jason, your producer, also Max the Goblin Detective. We are excited to be back playing D&D, and we're very happy that you are playing along with us. As usual, I want to give a huge shout out to Tabletop Audio for allowing us to use all of their music, ambiances, and sound effects. They make a huge difference in our show, and we love being able to play with them. You can take advantage of Tim's gigantic library of 10-minute loops and sound pads. Just head to tabletopaudio.com. Everything is free, and if you're so inclined, you can chip in via the Patreon. We are subscribers. We make great use of the alternate tracks that the patrons have access to. So check them out, tabletopaudio.com. Also, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. No matter where you get your podcasts, all we ask is that you don't forget to give us a rating because those really do help extend our reach and we are trying to grow our audience and you can help. Also, this weekend, if you are listening to this as it is being released, this weekend is The Descent down in L.A., so tune in to check out our own Kat Kruger playing along with the D&D live action down in L.A. She is going to be playing along with the D20 dames and doing a bunch of other fun stuff as well. I'm excited to see the new release of the new book that's coming out and to see all of the action with all of our friends and fellow podcasters down in Los Angeles. That is it for now. We have a lot in store, so don't miss a minute. Next week, we're going to be back with another short rest before introducing our newest member in episode three of the Omni's Dragon. So thanks again and tune in next time for more mystery.